brothers of the word because brother you need the word and I want to know are you tired of doing the right thing and that's what I'm going to be talking about today we're going to be speaking from the book of Galatians the sixth chapter beginning at the sixth verse and it reads so Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And I want to focus primarily on that ninth verse of the sixth chapter of Galatians. It reads... And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. And I want to talk to you from the subject of when you get tired of doing right. When you get tired of doing right. And I know some of you say, well, well, Pastor, we ought not to ever get tired of doing right. I'm not talking about what we ought not to do. I'm not speaking about the theoretical perfection. I'm not speaking about living way up in the... I'm not talking about what we ought not to do in perfection. I'm talking about what we're doing in the natural. And there are times, people, when we just get tired of doing right. And as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. And sometimes, people, we just get tired. How many of you all are just tired right now? I, I mean, just, just tired. I, I mean, we, we just, you're just tired. About 80% of the hands are going up in this, in this audience. And, and those of you who are watching us on television or listening through airjesus.com, most of you are just tired. And, and, and sometimes we, we just get tired of just doing right. And, and as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. And, and even in the natural... Whenever you are involved in heavy exercise, there are two things that happen that basically fatigues us or causes us to get tired. The first process is a buildup of metabolic waste products, chemically, primarily the biological compound called lactic acid. And as we exercise or as we utilize our muscles, the lactic acid, which is a waste product of rapid cell metabolism, starts to build up and it builds up faster than the bloodstream can carry it away. And and when we get an excess of lactic acid, we start to get tired and, and our muscles go to aching and we start feeling run down because we've had an accumulation of waste products that we've not been able to get rid of fast enough. How many of you all have had just some mess building up that you can't get rid of fast enough? See, that, I, I gave you sort of a, a, an abbreviated chemical definition, but just on the street level, it's just a bunch of mess building up. You can't get rid of it. And this stuff, in the, it just causes you to get tired. 
And the second primary cause in the natural of fatigue is it's whenever we are involved in what's called anaerobic activity. Most of you all are familiar with what's called aerobic exercise. And aerobic exercise is the exercise that you can do, and fundamentally you can keep on going for a long time. But there's another type of exercise called anaerobic exercise. And anaerobic exercise basically means that you, you exercise so hard and you exercise so fast that it burns up more oxygen than your lungs and your bloodstream can replace and you started to go into an oxygen deficit. It's like the difference between jogging, for most joggers it's an aerobic exercise. But if you do a hundred yard dash, that's an anaerobic exercise. You're running flat out and you just can't run flat out too long. So it starts to build up an oxygen debt and that makes you extremely tired. And those are two primary causes of just physical exhaustion from exertion. And Isaiah 40, beginning at the 28th verse, says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Basically what this verse in Isaiah says, he says that, that fundamentally God doesn't get tired. But I'll tell you right now, people, I'm not God. I, I get tired. There are some things in the natural that even though they really don't fatigue muscular strength and cellular metabolism, there are some things that just pull on your spirit. How many of y'all got some stuff? It's not so much that it's so tiring on your body, but you're just tired of it. How many of y'all just got some stuff that you're just tired of it? And, and sometimes people, this stuff, and, and, and you get weary and, and it weights you down and you hauling and this stuff. You just get tired of all of this stuff. And what do you do when you get tired of doing right? There are seven things that tire us out almost in a spiritual or psychological mode. And I want to talk about those seven things and then what you can do about those seven things. And let me just name the seven things right quick. Number one, when due season is delayed. You know, you've been working on something and just, you know, the stuff, it hadn't come through. First of all, it hadn't come through when you thought, and what did come through was what you thought. You understand what I'm saying? So it hadn't even come yet, and a little bit that did come wasn't half what you were expecting. Sometimes it wasn't even a quarter of what you expected. So first thing that really kind of gets us tired is when due season is delayed. Second thing is, is when our well-doing, see, said, be not weary in well-doing. When our well-doing is not reciprocated. You doing well, but ain't nobody doing you well. You understand what I'm saying? So, so when your when well-doing is not, that struck a nerve with somebody, but, but when, when, when your well-doing is not reciprocated. Third thing is when the waste products build up. Fourth thing is when we run out 
out of air. Fifth thing is when our bodies are tired. Sixth thing is when we're out of shape. Seventh thing is when our burden is too heavy. When due season is delayed. Isaiah again 50 verse 4 says, The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh it by morning, he waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. Second Timothy 4.2 says, Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. When due season is delayed, you see, there's nothing that can kind of knock the wind out of you. Like, you know, you were expecting at 40 years old to just be further along than where you are. You had grandiose ideas that by the time you are the age where you are right now, that you would have plenty of money, that you would, your, your relationship would be, you'd be happily married, you, you, you'd be sitting in a big house. You, you understand? You, you, you had these ideas, and yet you, you look, you've been doing right, and yet the thing has not come to pass, and, and here you are, your due season is delayed. And we have to understand that delay is not denial, but delay can sure be discouraging. And, and see, the, the problem, the big problem is this. Not only is it delayed, you don't even know when it's coming. And after it goes on so long, not only do you not know when it's coming, you begin to even wonder if it's coming. So delay becomes an extreme factor that can put weight on us and that can tire us out and, and it can make us want to give up. You've been tithing, but yet your money's still tight. And after a while, the folks say, I've been doing this thing for six months and stuff still ain't straight. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of doing right. I've been going to church now for three years. I started going to church. I've been going to church and, and still I got some problems in my life. I don't know whether church is doing me any good at all. Because look like if I started going to church and if I started listening to the preacher, look like all the stuff in my life ought to be straightened out. I ought not to have these problems. And if I, if I got problems going to church and if I got problems not going to church, I might as well get that extra couple of hours of sleep. <laughs> and as a result, because due season is delayed... We just say, uh, I'm just tired of doing right. They stop even coming to church. The delay of due season. And if you've got that delay of due season, I actually preached a sermon called Due Season that outlines the seven points of due season that you need to go in here. You can go to Air Jesus and listen to sermon number 5247. If your due season is delayed, go right now and listen to that sermon. Second thing is when our well-doing is not reciprocated. We love, but love just not returned to us. We're affectionate and they're cold. We compliment them, and they criticize us. We're generous, and they're stingy. So, so we, we have this situation of where we're, Lord, I'm doing well, I'm doing right, I'm doing as your word says, but, but these other folk, y'all said these other folk. How many of y'all have got some other folk? These other folk, they are not reciprocating under me all of the good that I am doing. I 
have spoken to this woman every month for three months, and she still turned her nose up at me. She still has an attitude. I am tired of trying to be nice to her. I am tired of trying to be nice to him. Look, if they're not going to act right, if they're not going to reciprocate under what I'm doing, I'm just tired of doing And as a result, because our well-doing is not reciprocated by man or woman, we decide I am no longer going to do well. If they're not going to act right, I'm not going to act right either. And that throws us off track. Well, what about when they don't act right? Let me tell you what Jesus said. Matthew 18, 21, it says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? How, how often does he do me wrong and I forgive him? Till seven times? Peter said, look, how often do I have to forgive my brother seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Jesus said, forgive him four hundred and ninety times. How do you think Peter felt against his brother after his brother had done him wrong 200 times? 300 times. Don't don't you understand that Peter felt within his soul, I'm tired of doing right. This man has wronged me 300 times. I'm tired of this mess. This man has, has stabbed me in the back 300 times. I'm going to give you a way out of that, people. Y'all listen up real clear. On the 491st time, you stop doing right. Because Jesus said, forgive him seven times 70. So on 491, and, and if somebody really getting up, getting mad, and, and, and you, you just keep your calm, love and say, 491. <laughs> Smile real big. 491. I'm, I'm going to do you right. I'm going to love you. I'm going to turn the other cheek. To 491. So, so if you, you make it, that's what you, you make it 491. So he does, he doesn't say do it unlimited, but he does give you a specific number, 490. So on 491, you have Jesus' permission to handle things the way you want to handle it. Third thing is when the waste products build up. You know, life just has, it's got bruises and, and bumps and, and, and scrapes. And, and even when we're doing right, we just go through stuff. Stuff just happens to and, and sometimes when we go through so much banging and so much bruising and, and so much stuff goes wrong, when our car breaks down, when the pipes in the house go out, when the furnace goes out, when one thing after another happens, and, and sometimes we look around and say, where's God? Why am I? Well, you know, it, it's just when we go, when, the, when all of this stuff and this mess just builds up in our life, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, said, though this body is falling apart, though the outward man has got more aches and got more pain, and, and, I, and I've got more, I'm down in my back, I got, though the outward man is falling to pieces, and though I'm going through this stuff, and though it's building up mess, though my arthritis, my bursitis, my sinusitis, all that stuff acting up, though my outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 
in verse 7, he says, for our light affliction. See, when you really look at it in truth, it's a light affliction. It, it, it's a light affliction. It may look like it's heavy, but that's all relative. It's a, when you read through some of the prayer requests that I read through, stuff that you're going through is a light affliction. That's what people who, who joined us in the prayer vision, when, who read over those 5,000 prayers, when they came out of that prayer room and they came out of that three-day vision, every one of them said, the stuff I got is nothing. I went into this prayer vigil talking about all this stuff I'm going through. I came out realizing for my light affliction. Turn to the person and tell them, you got a light affliction. You ain't got no real problems. First of all, you're sitting up in, you're not hooked up with tubes. You don't have any real problems. You have a light affliction, but your light affliction. And then it says, which is but for a moment. Now, it looks long to you. But in God's eyes, I say, this stuff is just a flash. Do you know, I'll be 50 years old at the end of this year. Do you know 10 years just go by and just like, Phew. I mean, it's gone so fast. I look like I was a teenager just a little while. This time goes by, so this stuff is just a moment. It's, a, it's but for a moment. Fourth thing is when we run out of air. And see, air in, in the Bible, it's pneuma. It, it's, 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 it's actually the word for spirit. That's where we get respiration, respiration. When we run out of air, when we run out of breath, when we run out of the Holy Spirit. And it happens because we don't constantly renew. And this is, a, this is an email that I received that I want to read to you that came in through Mountain Wings a couple of days ago. And this is what it says. I work for the New Jersey Department of Labor, and just two weeks ago, upper management blocked the two most important sites in my life that was helping me to survive in this world, airjesus.com and the online word.com. I am going nuts now. I don't go to church, no real reason, but only because of one of the deadly sins, sloth. But I've listened to the Bronner Brothers faithfully Monday through Friday for about a year, and my life after 35 years began feeling at peace. I felt a change in my thinking, my attitude towards myself, friends, associates, and family. It was a positive change. Now that upper management has blocked the sites that I can't listen, I am going back to my paranoid way of thinking again. My not fair attitude is coming back full blast. My anger at life is coming back. My non-appreciation and greed is coming back. I've even gone to upper management and explained how these websites have made me a better and more productive employee, but they said it's not work-related. I don't have a PC at home, so I can't say I'll listen to them when I get home. I've looked and I can't find where I can buy the Bronner sermons. I need help. What happened? Her air was cut off. And when her air was cut off and she could no longer hear the word, she said she saw all this old stuff coming back. She, all her attitudes and all the frustration and all the anger. People, you've got to have some fresh air. You, you've got to. You, and whenever you start going, the more you go through, the more you need to cling to God's word. The more you need to go to church. The more you need to get into God's word. When you run out of air, you're going to get tired of doing right. Fifth thing is when our bodies are tired. My father was an extremely wise man. And I'll just sum this up in one statement. He said, when you are tired, the only thing that you can do right is rest. 
When your body is tired, the, uh, that's why God built it in his commandment. The fourth commandment of resting one day a week. And see, we often go back and we pull every straw out of the hat to go back and justify tithing in the New Testament. That, that was before, well, the Sabbath was before all of it because it was in creation. We don't go back and pull that out. It was before all of it. And it is just as right a principle as it can be because these bodies need rest. And when we don't rest, even though the Bible says that God doesn't get tired and he doesn't get weary, he doesn't faint. But it does say on the seventh day he rested. And he made us in his image. We need to get some rest. Sixth thing is this, when we're out of shape. And I'm not just talking about a physical out of shapeness. When we haven't been praying. If you haven't been using the word. See, so you build up muscles by using it against the heavy resistance. you got some stuff in your life and you haven't used your faith. You haven't used the word. If you, if you haven't been putting the word in action, you're out of shape. So therefore, when stuff comes, when a load hits you, you can't carry it because you have not been exercising your faith. And as a result, we get tired of well-doing because we're out of shape. Last thing that happens is this. When our burden is too heavy. Now even most of us in reality, we, we truthfully have light afflictions relative, but, but sometimes people, a whole lot of things can hit at one time. And sometimes the burden gets heavy because it's a combination of stuff. You've got this area and this area and this area and this area and all this stuff hits. And, and, the, and, and I'll tell you people, even with the best of lives and the best of circumstances, there are simply times when you cannot carry the burden because you can't sleep with it. That's the first problem. You cannot carry the burden. 1 Corinthians 10 says this, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. It's colloquially put this way. God won't put more on you than you can bear. And that's true. God will not put more on you than you can bear. But there's another part of that that people don't realize. God won't put it on it, but you can put it on yourself. Now see, God won't put on you more, but... Most of the burdens that we carry, God really didn't put them on. We put that stuff on. And we got it. And we have picked it up and won't let it go. So oftentimes our burdens are, that, that's why Jesus said, he said, my burden is easy and my yoke is, a burden is light and my yoke is easy. When you take Jesus into your spirit, you will automatically cast off a lot of the stuff that you've been carrying. And if you don't, then you are stuck and you are caught carrying these extremely heavy loads day in and day out. And, and, and people, you'll be surprised how I was sitting out in the, in the foyer working on my computer before service. And a young man, like he's maybe eight or nine years old, your grandson, Andre, came up and he sat beside me as I worked. And he said, I was on my computer. He said, do you play games on your computer? I said, no, I don't. He said, well, what do you do when you get bored? 
And it hit me as he said it was a deep statement because my answer was instant. I don't get bored. I don't get bored. I have so much stuff to do that I don't have time to be bored. That's why I was sitting out there working. But God has commanded me to take an hour out of every day and spend an hour in nothing but prayer. So no matter how much work I've got to do, I've got to slow down. And if you can just slow down and spend an hour with God every day, and some of us are not even spending a minute with God every day. I mean, we're not even, we're not even at night, sometimes even just saying, thank you, Lord. and going, We're not even spending a minute with God every day. And see, when I spend that hour a day with God, it, it's my air. And as a result, I, I don't get bored. I, I don't get depressed. It's my air. But with the minute I don't spend the time with God, <coughs> I, I can't breathe. Stuff goes to getting on my nerves. You know, you get irritated. You know, when you, the minute that you don't get your air. If you will spend time with God, you'll be amazed at how much your tiredness will lift and how he'll renew your strength and lighten your burdens and strengthen your muscles. And if you're watching this on television or listening by, via airjesus.com and there's someone who you know who needs to hear this message, just ask them to go to airjesus.com. It's message 5275. Or you can go to airjesus.com, listen to it over and over, or even email it absolutely free to a friend. Message number 5275 at airjesus.com. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother... You need the word. Amen, 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 and amen. When you're tired of doing right, it happens more often than we as Christians want to realize and admit. We get tired. But God is a renewer, and He'll renew every cell in your body. Every iota of your spirit.